Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, and in, by the way, morning. I feel like this is my second podcast in about 12 hours I've done. Uh, but it is Wednesday, October 6th, and uh, wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, because you may be listening to two today or may spread these out, hey, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's joy, God's life this day. Um, thanks for being present with me. Thanks for opening God's word with me today as well. We got a good one, um, a, a, a brief one, but one obviously that's going to be very familiar uh, and very grounded and rooted within your life and within mine today. So my friends, uh, you know, without any further ado, let's just uh, go right to God's word. For those who would like to follow along today, we are going to read Luke 11. So we've finished chapter 10 now. We finished that yesterday. And we're going to go into Luke 11, verses 1 to 4. So let's break open God's word together here today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not subject us to the final test. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's start just with a little bit of background, okay? And I won't stay there. Just two points I want to make today uh, in our gospel, although, I mean, goodness sakes, this could have a book written on it, right? And, and has had several and uh, I'm not qualified uh, to do that. But um, just a little background. Now, the Lord's Prayer, which obviously we are all familiar with, this one sounds a little different, right, than the one we pray at Mass, than the one we pray when we're praying the Rosary. That's Matthew's version. So if you go to Matthew chapter 6, you're going to see, and that's in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. That's chapters 5, 6, and 7 in Matthew's Gospel. So it's right at the heart of it. Jesus teaches uh, the disciples how to pray the Lord's Prayer. And he teaches the version that we pray at Mass. Uh, this one has the same skeleton, doesn't it? has the same framework but Luke is, is just direct and to the point, and we will go over what that framework is here shortly. But remember how I said at the beginning of Luke's gospel that Luke and Matthew shared a common source. They shared Mark's gospel, which is the belief of scholars, because they take a number of stories and, and the framework similarly to Mark's gospel. But they also must have shared something else, because there are similar stories and things that Jesus did within both Matthew and Luke that aren't present in Mark or John. 
and one of those is the Lord's Prayer. Recall that source that they shared, Q, the Q source. Again, has nothing to do with QAnon. Praise be to our Lord. But this would be the Q source that clearly had something with the Lord's Prayer in it. Because if you go looking in Mark's Gospel for Jesus teaching the, the Lord's Prayer to his disciples, you won't find it in Mark. You only will find it in Matthew and Luke. You won't even find it in John. So that's just a little background. Now again, the one we do in Matthew is the one we are familiar with. It takes the, the skeleton of what Luke has and just fills it out a little bit. Adds maybe a line or two, right? Um, but, uh, but this is Luke's version, which may or may not be more similar to what Q gave both of them. Let's start with this point. So Jesus was praying and when he had finished, his disciples approached him and said, Listen, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. You know, because it, 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 I'm certain it was common in the day. Remember, uh, various teachers of the day and rabbis had their own disciples, and they would teach them to pray in certain ways. They even say, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. But I guess that's the first point for us. How do we pray? Not just how often, although I think, you know, we talked about that yesterday, right? Carving out that quiet space, that, that time uh, just to be Jesus with Jesus and us. And that must lead to others, but there's got to be that quiet time uh, of sitting at Jesus' feet where, where it's just uh, God in us. So, so the how often do we do it um, is, is in play. But really the question I think that's being asked here is, how do we pray? And let me say this. There is no one correct way of praying. Don't let anybody tell you that, and I'm not going to tell you that. Okay? Because prayer is as unique uh, to us as we are. Unique to God. What prayer does, my friends, remember this, is it keeps us connected to the source of life. The one we call God, the one we call our Father, the one we call uh, Creator, the one whatever it is, okay? But prayer is that open communication that keeps us connected. Remember how we, we talked about um, earlier in the week that uh, we did that that. Uh, story of um, Adam and Eve and, and that idea of connection. We are created for relationship and, uh, and that relationship first and foremost is with God and, and secondarily, of course, is with one another. That's what we are created for. And, uh, and what prayer does is it keeps us connected not only wonderfully and, and in mystery and in beauty and in God's goodness, not only does it keep us connected to God, the source of life, it keeps us connected to ourself. Now, I'm just going to say a few things about prayer. Um, that uh, if, if, you know, because again, I'm going to use Paul now, right? Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. So ultimately what he's saying there is stay connected to the source of life always. That doesn't mean we're constantly talking to God. 
you know, and saying, Lord, uh, you know, um, help these people. And Lord, uh, you know, I need this. And, and Lord, uh, you know, thanks for the, the beautiful day today. Those are all good things. But if to pray without ceasing, we have to constantly be chattering to God, how do we do anything else in life? And so it's got to be more than that. Um, it's got to be an openness of spirit at some level. It's got to be an openness of heart. It's got to be an openness of mind. It's got to be an openness of sight of our ears that hear God through the voices of others, that see God in the beauty of creation and, and in the love of those people who stand with us, who, who sense God uh, in their very heart and in compassion, who see God, as Mo- and Mother Teresa did, in the distressing disguise of the poor, who, who notice God or are open to God in, uh, in the laughter of children or the loyalty of friends or, or the love between uh, spouses or, or whatever that is, that that is, is part of prayer as well. If only we are open to that and we see God through and beyond. Because remember, all these things that I just mentioned, they point to something further. And that is our God, that our God is presence because God is love. That's what 1 John tells us, right? 1 John 4, love is not something God does. When we experience love, we are in the midst of God. And, and really, I think that's what Paul's inviting us to when he says pray without ceasing. When we say teach us to pray, one, do we want to know how to pray? Do we want that connection always? And two, well, then how do we open for it? It's okay, open ourselves to it. It's okay to ask God and say, Lord, how do we do it? Make sure silence is a part of that time. And don't go seeking just feeling. Don't go seeking, well, I didn't hear God's voice today. He didn't speak to me out loud or even in my heart. Or, or I didn't feel warm and cozy in that, so that, must, that was a waste of time. No, remember we are called to step out in faith. And if, you know, every time we go and seek God, God has to speak to us, or God has to give us that warm feeling, um, that's not faith, is it? That's, that's you know, hey, I, I, I don't have to have faith in something I know, and faith in something that I'm, I'm certain of, that, that there are moments in prayer that God does gift us with those things, that God does speak and, and I've never heard God speak out loud to me, but when I say that God does speak within our heart, or there are moments that God does, you know, give us that warmth or that closeness and that peace, those are fantastic. But we can't go seeking those either because then they become a crutch. We just have to trust that our God is with us. Make sure silence is part of that. Make sure scripture is part of that. The, the monks of old used to pray uh, the Psalms, 150 Psalms. They would pray them simply by reading them. Make sure scripture is, but not just the reading of it, but then the chewing on it, the contemplating it, the pondering it the rest of the day. That's how we pray. Make sure uh, service is a part of that. What Martha was doing yesterday is right. That's part of the deal. We just got to keep our heart pure within it, but that's part of it. Make sure we are serving those around us or serving those in need. That's prayer. That's prayer, brothers and sisters. 
make sure you know I, we talked about the rosary earlier you know i said that the uh the monks uh would pray the 150 psalms well that's how the rosary came into being in the middle ages uh that uh they wanted the 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 uneducated those who you know and again nobody virtually nobody before gutenberg had had uh scripture and so they weren't able to pray the psalms 150 of them so what did they do they prayed the 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 life of jesus and mary through the rosary and did uh 150 beads right 15 mysteries and so they prayed the hail mary 150 times make sure the rosary or the chaplet are part of your prayer all these things and it's okay make sure at some level we are putting things before god in terms of our requests our needs and not just ours but those of our loved ones those around us those of the world of haiti or afghanistan or whatever's going on you know those are all real but let don't go seeking consolation in prayer just we have to trust we have to be women and men of faith that move forward and pray without ceasing that mull on scripture that sing God's word, you know, and, and, and again, maybe that's through Christian music, maybe it's through secular music that, that brings us closer to connection with God and other people. That, that's all good. Anything that connects us, that's, that's holy. That's holy ground. We take our shoes off there. But that's all prayer. But how do we do that and become women and men of prayer without ceasing? That's what we're invited to. But the question, of course, is, Do we want it? Lord, teach us to pray. Second point, and uh, and it deserves far more time than I'm going to give it, but but listen, let's look at the skeleton. Let's look at the framework of the Lord's Prayer here because we see it in Matthew 2. Because if that is how Jesus is ultimately teaching us to pray, boy, we need to be familiar with it. Now, here's the danger of, of the Lord's Prayer is it becomes it can become so familiar that we don't think about it anymore. It can become rote when we pray it. And so if in learning what the framework is, we want to put that in our own words, I think that would honor where Jesus is pointing here. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean when we pray the rosary in community, we put it in our own words. No, because that's a communal prayer. It doesn't mean when we pray in the Mass, you know, uh, now let us pray in the words our Savior gave to us that we pray in our, our own way. No, because that's a communal prayer. But when we are doing it in private, to take the framework and use it in our own words, I think that would honor Christ deeply and honor where he's pointing. So where is he pointing? First and foremost, point number one of five, I think five. Father, hallowed be your name. Which means, I mean, again, hallowed. We just don't use that word, right? Um, uh, Father God, uh, Mother God, uh, God of all life, um, may your name be, ca- be kept holy in, in, my, in my life. May it be the ground of my being. May it be that which around uh, I, I orbit, uh, that which are, may be the center of who I am, and may I revolve around you. May your essence and your word and your life be the center of who I am. May it be uh, the ground, okay? Hallowed be your name. Not mine, yours. Second point, your kingdom come. So it's just, it's not just uh, 
the essence and the spirit and and the life of God that we want to be the ground of our being. But we want to make that a reality here on earth. Now, again, we can't do that because if I'm trying to do it, it's just going to be, you know, Joe's life. And, and that would be terribly and far short of God's. And so somehow I have to get out of the way, but be a conduit through which God's going to work. And he's going to work through us. That's how God works these days. And, and, and most days, frankly. Um, so, Father, hallowed be your name. But your kingdom come, Lord, not mine. May, may, may I, as Mary did, in her simple fiat, say, yes, Lord, may your will be done. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Um, your kingdom come, Lord. Help me to, to say yes to that. Help me to, uh, as a conduit, clear it so there's no, uh, nothing of me damming it up and, and my junk and my agendas and my control and my fears and, and my pride or whatever that is that gets in the way of your spirit, Lord, clear that out so you can work through me and I can assist you uh, in building your kingdom, not mine, your kingdom on this earth. What does that look like? I mean, it looks like the healing Jesus did, right? It looks like the connecting Jesus did. It looked like the reaching out that Jesus did. All those things. That's what it looks like. It looked like laying down his life for us. That's, that's all God's kingdom stuff. It looks like resurrection. It looks like all those things. We can't do it on our own. Only God in us. But we have to participate. We have to. That's, that's part of what we were dipped into Christ and said, yep, yep, I'm a new Christ now in creation, in, in Christ. Uh, and, and God works in and through us. So point number one, Father, hallowed be thy name. May it be the ground of my being. And two, uh, may your kingdom come and help me to say yes in my participation with it. Point three, give us this day, Lord, that which we need. Our, give us our daily bread. And, and first of all, and on one level, that is, you know, Lord, please put food on our table uh, because we can't, we can't subsist without it, right? That's Maslow's hierarchy. Food, shelter, clothing, Lord, I need those things. Give us what we need because without those, I mean, I, those have to be taken care of before I can do anything else, right? And, and encounter the world and, and help make it better. Give us those things. And, and another level, it's, Lord, give us that Eucharist. Give us your very self, uh, that daily bread, which I need. Uh, because, again, I can't do anything on my own. It's got to be you in me. But, but even more, again, and you just heard my, my words that I say often when I say it privately, give us this day, Lord, that which we need. Whether maybe it's courage today. Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's trust. Maybe it's a friend to stand by me because I'm feeling alone. Maybe it's the strength to put one foot in front of the other in the midst of the storm that I'm dealing with. Uh, maybe it is hope because right now I'm not feeling anything because I'm numb. Maybe it's um, uh, the, 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 the forgiveness that I need, you know, because right now I, I don't even want to do that to somebody else in my life. Uh, give us this day, Lord, that which we need, which starts with, with earthy stuff, uh, but it goes beyond that. And, and remember, this is all us. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. It's, it doesn't say give me. It doesn't say give me what I need, my daily bread. Give us. We're praying on behalf of the world. Give us what we need. Point three.
Point four, it's all about forgiveness, right? And Lord, we're in need of forgiveness because we're human. That's, that's the essence of who we are. We're going to fall, and we're going to fall short of God's glory today and God's invitation and God's life. And do you know what, my friends? That doesn't stop his love. Praise be to God. But we fall short of it, and we're invited beyond it. And, and the only way we can be free, because we're called to freedom, is, Lord, forgive us, because you, you unbind me. And, and in you unbinding me, Lord, help me to unbind others. Because that unbinding isn't just for me. This is a communal prayer. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. You know, had we read Jonah today, that's the first reading. It's the last chapter in Jonah, which is one of my favorite stories. And again, I believe it to be a parable. But I believe it is so good. You know, Jonah is called by God to go to the arch enemy, Nineveh. I've talked about Assyria, right, lately. And they were nasty people. And they brutally put Israel, the northern kingdom, to the sword in 721. Killed, you know, thousands upon thousands. And scattered the ten tribes in the north forever. The diaspora started then. The Assyrians were the hated enemy of Israel. But God calls Jonah to go to Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria. And Jonah runs. And, and I guess I don't want to presume what you think, but for me, most of my life I presumed that he ran because he, he didn't want to prophesy. He didn't know how to do it. He's like, God, I'm not worthy. And, and how, what am I to say? All those things. But it comes to light in chapter 4 why he ran. Because as Jonah prophesies in chapter 3 to Nineveh, the Ninevites all uh, put on sackcloth and ashes and sit in mourning and ask for God's forgiveness. And God repents of what he's going to do to Nineveh. And in chapter 4, Jonah goes up in a hill to watch the destruction, but he doesn't see it. And he gets angry at God. And he says, God, this is why I ran. Because I knew you would forgive them. And I didn't want them forgiven. I wanted nothing to do with that. He wanted the destruction of his enemies, and he knew God would forgive if they were given a chance. Isn't that fantastic? Brothers and sisters, it's again, it's, it's Peter. You know this, and I won't belabor the point, but we either live in forgiveness or not. It's either 70 times 7. There's no end to it. That's, that's the essence of the gospel or we're living outside it. And, and it says, listen, forgive us because we're in need of that, because we're humans, and we're going to fall all the time. But Lord, help us to, to, to extend that same grace to others. Jonah didn't want to, but that's part of the teaching point. We may not want to, but brothers and sisters, if we are going to be followers of Jesus Christ, that's where we're invited. Every time we say the Lord's Prayer, we're reminded of it. And finally, last point, do not subject us to the final test. Um, you know, and again, even Francis has been talking about, you know, that it's, it, the wording is, is poorly written here because it presumes God's the one testing us and, and, uh, and is a time to, to uh, alter some of these words that do not allow us to be subject. Uh, to the to the final test or help us in the midst of that lord whatever that final test is you know is that death 
is that temptation today? Whatever testing is going to happen, because really, I suppose, if it's death, you know, Francis always says, hey, if we die to ourselves first, the second death, the first death is the hardest, dying to our own agendas and self. The second death is easy then. And so maybe that's what God is saying to us. Don't subject us, you know, um, to, to the temptation not to, to lay down our life. Um, because we need to, of course. So the framework, hallowed be your name, Lord. Your kingdom come, not mine. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Forgiveness. And Lord, be with us in the midst of our testing and, uh, and temptation uh, because we can't do it on our own. We're invited to be women and men of prayer. Uh, our God gives us a framework on how to do it. And we just need to be uh, open uh, and uh, desirous to be that living prayer book as best we can in our lives today. So others may see what that prayer and what that connection looks like. We call that sacrament in our Catholic Church. That would be small s. But uh, if somebody can look at us and see what prayer looks like because we see the life of God within us, that's the hope, right? So, without further ado, let us pray, shall we? And so we begin and bringing all this. Again, whether we feel it or not, we trust our God is with us, and let's bring all those things going on within us and around us and place them at the feet uh, or place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother. Okay, today? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third luminous mystery, the proclamation of the gospel. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. And uh, may it be a day of prayer. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word together tomorrow. God's peace.